Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Mick Clifford Podcast with the Irish Examiner. Now in recent years there's been a lot of news and stories about adoption in Ireland going back through the decades. As we know from documents like the report into the mother and baby homes there's a dark and painful history attached to how thousands of young mothers gave birth in a society that was governed by strict mores but which in many instances was simply cruel. Most of the adoption services were overseen by religious and the accounts of how young mothers and their babies were treated in these institutions has led to an awful lot of reflection on what went on in our midst at the time. Now for people who were adopted, finding out about their origins can be a major part of their lives. One might thought, particularly in light of all that we've learned, that this quest would be made as easy as possible, but certainly in some instances that is not the case. My guest today has had a long struggle to find her birth identity and her journey, I suppose we could call it, does not reflect well on the route she has had to take to establish her origins. Aoife O'Connell, you're very welcome. Oh, hello. How are we getting on? Nice to talk to you. Nice talking to you, Aoife. Now, uh, Aoife, I suppose to start at the start, just in general terms, you tell us where you grew up, your kind of family background, and I suppose then how you came to know that you were adopted. Well, I grew up in um, a lovely area in Mid Kerry and um, I lovely, lovely parents. And I suppose I've known always from a very early age. But I suppose the real part that I got to know was probably when I started going into secondary school. That's when on my birthdays I'd be told and I would always have vaguely remembered my parents talking about it. It would be quite open. They would have been very open and very honest about the fact that me and my two older brothers as well would have been quite adopted. And we had a great childhood. Like it was, you know, I suppose it was your regular run-of-the-mill childhood, very positive. And even with being told all that, we took it as if, I suppose, when we were growing up that every family was adopted because it was such a an open discussion in our house. There was never nothing that we couldn't ask about it. You know, it was always kind of made reference, which was great, you know, and I suppose they were kind of, they were quite modern at their time, really, my parents, you know, and they still are to this day. But I suppose it became when I was suppose, when I was hitting that secondary school age and going into that kind of growing up into my teens, you would question it. And it was quite early 90s. So it was still at that time, I suppose it was still now that I look back on it, it was quite a taboo. You know, it was quite hush hush. So where it, at home we were quite open about it, going into secondary school, that was not as obvious, you know, there was certain topics that just, you know, as I began to find through my course secondary school, yeah, it was a completely different minefield, you know. And one thing that would strike me, Aoife, is you mentioned your two siblings who were adopted as well. I suppose within the family home, to a large extent, that normalised it as opposed to, say, for example, you'd been adopted and siblings were part of their birth family there. Yeah, it was quite normal, you know. um, Yeah very normal. I had, I, as it kind of bonded us and it has, it's our strength 
really growing up, you know, and that's one of the big things. It's just been my story and my brother's definitely would be positive because we just had that bond It and we have it all the way through, you know, depending on our various paths. It's one of the things that has remained throughout, you know, it's just there, yeah. you know, but like it's just the the system is what I suppose is so I find the wrong, you know, and I find it was hard to kind of break into that to try and get, I suppose, my identity really, you know. Um, yeah. I was an only girl. We all didn't look the same. And you go into secondary school and it's, you know, what people will say, oh, you look like this one. And it's your run of the mill stuff that get asked that I didn't have the answers to, you know. And it's just one of those things, you know, where you kind of question it. I My character as well is quite curious I wanted to know what I looked like, you know, it became one of my things, my curiosity got the better of me and it's my, it's look, it's one of my characteristics. I'm stubborn, I'm curious and it's held me well throughout my search. I'll say that because you need to have a thick skin, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not easy. And um, it was just literally my parents keeping great records and being very open that little bits I was able to find out but it was very limited you know yeah. and I had to do my research myself you know And so at what point Aoife did you decide right I want to find out who my birth parents were I want to find out how it started or whatever what point in, in your um, development did that come about I mean had you left school by that point or was it something that was always there and you just put off actually getting stuck into it kind of thing It was always there because being the only girl and then being at home on my own and my brothers were older and I was there. It was always there, but I suppose through the various stages of school and birthdays particularly, it still is, to be fair. I, I, I can only speak for myself, but my birthday, I find it strange. Do you know, it's like, it's, I'd always remember, oh, this is, you know, I was born, but like, you know, it's the day I also wasn't in my own family at the moment. So it, it you know, it would have a different meaning for certain adoptees. I know it kind of, as you get older, you're, you're, you enjoy it as well. But like, it is a reminder, like, but um, I suppose when I was 18, I would have started wanting to find information. It wasn't about wanting to meet or I, you know, it was just, I wanted to know my identity because they were the questions I couldn't answer. You know, mm. what's, you know, I don't have the same, you know, eye colour or that kind of crack or even yeah. medical background, you know. So it was more that kind of information and that wasn't in any, that wasn't forthcoming because I suppose it's, it as it as it transpired, it was, you know, it's paperwork that was held. So in that respect, Aoife, you, you decide you're 18 or whatever. I think you, you'd left school possibly at that stage. You were, yeah. you were in third level. What were the first moves you made um, and what was the kind of reaction you received? Sent a letter, um, Sent a letter to, uh, I think it was the Southern Health Board, um, was at the time. And that went, I sent it to Kerry, but that got redirected to Cork. I think a lot of the stuff from was in Cork, Southern Health Board in Cork. So I sent that. That um, took a while to hear back. Um, and then I got, I got a letter back to say, I think I was in first year, that there was, there was a file there that whenever I wanted to call we'd arrange a meeting. So it was obviously done through letters. Um, so I was in, I was put with an, a social worker at the time. And so I had to, I suppose it was the initial, you know, getting that letter and getting that headed paper, you know, as an 18 year old was, was, 
was interesting and, you know, it made me think about it. So I took a bit of while to think. And then I decided to, uh, I got on a bus and went all the way to Cork to uh, have a meeting with this lady. And I think it was out in, I think, some part of Cork anyway. It was, and um, I had to wait and they'd kind of, you have a, t- uh, a time slot at the time. I remember actually, because it was it was big, big room and it was, I just remember thinking, this is such a strange room to go into. It doesn't look any, any way like a, what I would have thought in my head. And um, met the lady anyway, and she had my envelope, and she was. A- I, what I noticed at the time was I, I was able to get it, and I was thinking, "Is this it? God, this is easy." Like you know, I worrying about something that I would have had possibly a struggle to get. That was in my head at the time, but um, yeah, she was lovely, and she gave me. She just gave it to me. She left me alone in the room at the time as well to read down through it. I suppose the first thing that strikes me there, if I, I would imagine, when you hear of the file. And even when you're physically there and you see a file, I mean, in some ways, it's nearly a physical opening up of this whole world that uh, yeah, that was completely beyond you all your yeah. childhood and yet at the same yeah. time was in your head at some point. Yeah, it is because like you're coming from a more like it's completely two different sides, really. You're coming from a very open uh, growing up, being so open, even in the 90s, where when we compared the, the decades that have gone. And it's still kind of the same. You know, it's afraid to speak of it. People are afraid to speak out. Like my parents were like, I'm only just thinking it now and I'm talking about it to go into that world where it was all kind of, you know, I won't say closed, but you were kind of, you know, you were given an envelope and that was it and you had to digest it. And the envelope was very, very limited amount of what they could give you because they were very conscious of the other side of that person, you know, and Back then, you know, I think it was the focus was very much on protection and and the protecting of the birth parent, which is okay. That's very much I understand that, but the child has a right too. Like you know, the child needs that identity too. They didn't. They it was out of their choice that they were going to be brought into the world that way. You know. So you you're left in the room and the social worker leaves you there with the file. Yeah. The way you're laying it out, first of all, as I understand it, it's to read the file, but certainly not take it away. Yeah, read the file. And then when she came back in, it, it, I realised then that it was a photocopy and I could take it away. So I was like, oh, wow, this is great. And what did that contain? What information did, um, was that? It was almost like a kind of, um, you know, your date of birth, um, date of birth. Uh, let's say if you were baptised, where you were, very limited info. Like it was almost one sentence kind of thing. And it gave a slight synopsis of your background. Very, very limited on parents birth parents, but it was more so on your things that would, let's say, what they would have might have been interested in, but very limited. It was just certain things it confirmed, um, like my place of birth and the, the home I was in and things I'd already known already could to get me to that point. But like little bits like um, eye colour of a birth parent or something like that. But it was very minimal. Enough for you to, they would have hoped for you to have said, oh, wow, this is okay, or this is something that I have, or, you know, but more so background, let's say a little bit of medical background, a little bit, um, small general synopsis of possibly the birth birth mother. It would have been more the birth mother than the birth father. I had very limited information on the birth father, Um, very minimal. And um, it was in age at the time, and just maybe what they would have wanted for the child 
for them when they were growing up, you know, that they'd mm. have a nice home, that they'd get on okay. And the one thing I remember thinking at the time was they wanted to, the cho- they wanted me to push for art or be creative, which is where I ended up, which was, I found that quite, you know. That That's was, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I thought that was, because I was in art college at the time when I got that. So I was like, wow, yeah, powerful. Yeah, it's interesting. I suggest some genetic aspect. Listen, to it's there. all like psychology. Like, and as I got to know, there was, you know, the, there's personality there as well that goes down through it, rather than your what you what you look like. I I do yeah. think, you know, I mean, you could get characteristics definitely from growing up with people, but I think sometimes, yeah, there is something going on there as well. Like when you're, yeah, when you go through when you get learning, identity is massive. And following that, you 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 get those bare details. Um, did that awaken in you some wish to meet your birth mother, if possible, or birth parents? It awakened um, a knowledge to find out more. Um, a, I you go away with that information, so I had to go back to where I was, where I was, where I was based. So that was that was quite, you know, at an eighteen going in nineteen was quite. You know, even with that piece of information, like it's, you are, no, I will say you are assigned a, a work, a social worker. So that person you liaise with and they do check up on you and um, you have to have it as an adoptee to get, it's a link between you and your paperwork. So I don't know what it's like in other regions outside of Ireland, but I know in Ireland, it's the only way you can access at the time to get paperwork because it's held in an office. So they, you can't just walk in and say, I want my, my, my paperwork. They have to, they're a link between, they're a go between. And um, it's, it's down to them and how they read your file, what you get. I've noticed that through, as I've gone through the years, they all give, ver- it, they're also varied. You know, one mm. social worker oh, yeah. is different to the next one. And I've kind of come to see that. Um, so I went away. So she traced up with me and found, you know, I don't think none of them came up towards my end. It was more me going to when I was because it was in Cork I had to travel a good bit um, that was hard because it meant going on a bus going to Cork so that would have would have stopped me from I suppose meeting up with my social worker as regularly as a time now I was quite young so it was a lot of info at the time um, I did take it I suppose initially it was look I took it I took a break when I first realised and it was like okay I'll pause I'll take this in and then I had a few, another year then, I think I re, she re-engaged with me again. And there was a change to certain elements of that paperwork uh, that I realised then that it was kind of, some of it was inaccurate. I think the asthma stuff. So when that kind of, all that transpired and then she, the birth mother had no interest. So I knew that initially on first, that there was no interest in meeting and that was made known to you from the first meeting yeah, in relation. Yeah, and then definitely from because they would have had to have, they would have had to make contact to show there was somebody looking for information. They would have to get yeah. permission, and um, so I had to wait and even with my file as well, and just to give her the heads up that you know she is looking for information or there's possible is this right or you know that kind of thing. And at the time, I was more interested in my birth cert. That was one and, and, thing. And do you, do you know in that contact that the social worker would have had with your birth mother, do you know whether she, once that contact was made and that it was obvious that, uh, that she wanted to know more and irrespective of the fact that your birth mother indicated she didn't want to meet you, was there any indication that she wanted to know anything about you at all? Um, that I was well. 
And right. that was it, really. Right. It wasn't really out there as much as it is as it is now. So I suppose initially she was, I suppose there was a fear of, I don't, I think what was coming from the birth mother was she didn't want to be known. She didn't want it to be, she was happy to give information once there was nothing beyond the information. Right. You know, she didn't want it to be out there. She was very private about it. And that was kind of what I expected. It wasn't, you know, I kind of knew that. But at the same time, I did want... I was looking for info, you know, yeah. I didn't feel, I, even with the file I got, and then when it transpired that some of it was wrong, I was like, well, I do want, I do want to know my info, mm. you know, and um, that especially when, when I was in art college as well, and it's all about being identity and self-identity, that was something like you had it in my, I was trying to be doing a project in one sense and then not getting the real, the real facts from where I was supposed to be getting it. Yeah, I, I was getting kind of, I was frustrated enough at the time thinking, like, what's real here, you know? To know what's really happening, subscribe to the Irish Examiner today at irishexaminer.com forward slash subscribe. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. And at some point then you made it known that you you would like to meet her. I think in yeah, I mean as an adoptee you always you always want to meet like who they are, you know. Um down the line I would have always liked to have at some point yes made out made made a tentative approach to possibly meet Initially, I suppose, because of the information not being correct, my main thing was getting information, getting a birth cert and actually knowing that it's correct. That was what I was saying. And um, because it was still coming back at various various uh, meetings with my my uh, social worker, it was she still doesn't, you know, she's happy to give you information, but she's, she doesn't want to go any further. So I w- that was made very clear right. through the to my my years in college, like would have been like, say, 18 to maybe 22, that kind of age. She was still very much kind of wanting to keep herself unknown. And did you, so it's challenge isn't the right word, but did you make it known that you'd still be eager to meet? Um. Yeah, I suppose whenever I would have made it and then I would have said, yeah, whenever she was ready, um, my file is open. And I made sure that my file was kept active when it became that um, I, I found out that they were, you know, this isn't going to go any further. She doesn't want to meet. Um, so, you know, do we leave the file open or what? And I was 
I was very apprehensive of closing it. And I said no, because you never know um, if there are siblings or anything out there. Um, I become aware that there were siblings. I have a, I have three. I have three. How did you become aware of that? That was through a conversation through a social worker um, uh, on the phone. And she said, you have, um, I did, I think I asked, was there, you know, have I siblings? And I know there's one older than me and there's definitely two younger. So I said, look, I'd like to keep the file active if ever they wanted to go searching, that it would be so much easier. I knew from being in, hmm. just from from the how, how I've kind of gotten the file, I knew that it would be the same way they'd have to find out. And it was, a. I think it was around that time then, because I did take a break from it all. It got a bit... You know, I had to stop at one stage. You know, you'd, you're young, mm. you're, you're trying to get all this information. You do, it, there is that side effect as well where it does affect you mentally. Like, so um, it's a lot to go through. And your birth mother was given photos of you? Um, yes, there was one. All right, I sent one random photo. I left it, I, I sent it um, at one meeting with my social worker when I knew that, um, she wasn't interested, but I said, look, there's, I knew that the social worker was, was in touch at the same time. So there was that kind of go between this social worker that I had at the kind of earlier part. She was definitely in touch with the birth mother and me. So I left her with um, a fairly kind of, not a, f- a full view photograph, but a, a kind of a photograph that, you know, I was happy to share, you know, so mm. that she'd have something. And then at some point you realised that there's a possibility that your birth mother and you 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 you've got information on on the siblings, their gender and, yeah. and rough age and that sort of thing, but at some point, as I understand it, you realised that it was quite possible that they may be somewhere that wasn't at the far end of the country to put yeah. it that way. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Um, so I suppose during that time, then after when I got back back from college and it, the contact register became a big thing in Ireland and that made it more easy for people. I suppose there was a new system or I suppose want of a change in place where everyone could, that was adopted could put in a contact register, which means that if they want to be uh, contacted and that made things kind of back in the know again. Um, I think that was oh, 2010. I'm not great with years, but I know it was definitely in the, in the 2000s. And it was around that time again that I got thinking and I was like, oh, I knew this information and I said I'd try and sort of maybe try and see what the approach was now with this being in the high, in the view and in the knowledge was, was there interest. And um, I was assigned another social worker and then I think she, I found her great. Um, she was very good. She was very thorough. She made a kind of a, I suppose you could say a review of contacts kind of chronological order. And it was very, very interesting to read, actually. It, it, one thing that came out of it was the amount of years that I had kind of, when you put it all together, it's like, wow, okay. And then you find all the different stages along the way and things like that. And um, yeah, I said to her, I, I I would like to know if if there's interest there on her side and what's the story, what what's her story there, you know? And um yeah, it it she, there was interest, but I suppose what became very aware there was the fact that it was very near. You know, it it became 
all of a sudden what I thought of just maybe where my place of birth was transpired to be a lot closer than when you realise, like, you know, it's mm. your place of birth is a place, i.e. the wherever, you know, where you kind of, where she went just to say to have the baby. So, yeah. like, growing up, I would have thought, oh, I'm from Dublin, you know, it, or I'm from Galway or whatever your birth, your, your, yeah. your assert that you're given when you're adopted, you know, you kind of think, oh, that's where I am, you know. But then as you dig deeper, you realise um, that's not the case, you know, they're, they could be living in the same county as you, they mightn't even be in the same county, they could be from another country, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, it transpired, she, there, it was quite close. Yeah, it was the same and county, that suppose, you know. that I suppose, on one level gives rise to a possibility, for example, that if you were, for whatever reason, in, in, in a general area where you believe there might be, you could be walking around and you don't know who's who. Yeah, that would have always been there. I think that would have been the one thing about even growing up at home. I would always be thinking, right, you could be walking down the street and I could I could meet so and so, or they could be they could be related to me, or and I people would go through various you know you'd go through various things in your head like, but yeah, you I mean Ireland is a small place, so like you know, and as I was going through the process, I realized this is massive. It's not just me. There's hundreds. There, you know, there, we're all mm. trying to go through this process. And I was kind of going, wow, okay, this is, you know. But then when it comes closer to home, you're, you're realizing how small an environment that is. And the proximity is quite, you know, yeah, it becomes a lot like where you're looking at people a lot more or you're thinking, wow, you know. And tell me about getting your birth certificate. Birth certificate was uh, one of my one of the big things. I think um, along with trying to get information and know my correct information. And to be fair, the only thing that was really correct on it was the asthma, and that it that, that the birth mother or the birth father had asthma. And I transpired through various so, uh, social workers. The rest of it was correct, but it was just that no, that was actually um, that shouldn't have been written down. So once I knew my place of birth was right, um, my home, that I was the mother and baby home was correct and that I was baptised above there, I was able to then, I suppose, through the powers of going through it all, I was able to realise that, okay, and my name, the, the birth name was there, the, the place, I suppose, my origin name of what she or whoever was in the, I presume it was my, my birth mother, I had all that information. So I had kind of gathered, okay, this is enough for me to find my, I suppose you could say my birth, my birth cert. So I had to go to the, the gyro, I think it was in Dublin. And um, because I was waiting a lot for, it was very, very hard to get your birth cert. You had to go through permission. And I, it, you know, back when I was going through it at, only a couple of years ago, it was all through the permission of the birth, the birth mother had to sanction it. So having, she had now, since me being in contact or since her getting in contact, she got very, I suppose you could say she got private. She got very, I suppose, apprehensive that she would be found out is probably the wrong word. But I suppose she didn't want to be known. She had a, she had, you know, I suppose you could say not a new family, but she had her life. And I understand yeah. that. But at the same time, I found it a bit kind of incredible that I would have to have her permission to get something that has my name on it, really, you know. Very it's true, yeah. My yeah. identity, and that, you know. And so, so then it I was effectively looking. your, what you might call detective work. Yeah, yeah. That got it. Uh, whereas 
If you'd gone directly to the social worker and asked for it? Which I had done. I wouldn't have made it the first day, but I definitely know without within certain, definitely true, the, I was, it was one of the things I was looking for. And I, you know, and they, it was proving difficult because I'd need her, her name, her name would have been on it. So it was, it was, I suppose you could say, you had to get permission. Now, looking back, I could have gone that route at the same time with all the information I had. But I suppose I was making it known that I was doing that. So I was coming yeah. through the, oh, you, you know, she won't, you know, she'd be afraid that you'd go or you'd, you'd you know, you'd go to her or whatever like that. And that's not what I was aiming at. Um, I was just wanting to see it, you know. And um, so then I went up and it's a lot, it's a big place. It's got loads of files and it's, uh, it's got everything really. Um, one thing that struck me was how easy it was to get in. I suppose because of going through the struggles of paperwork, I thought this was going to be, have to prove that I need to go in. I have to, you know, do I have to sign on anything? Is it, you know, is it going to be this straightforward? Is the one thing I always came away from my search at the start was I always kind of felt, even though I was the person on that paperwork, I still had to prove or I still had to, wait for a sanction you know it was like you're kind of waiting in a waiting room for ages that's the only way I can describe it you know and and that has changed now the law a little bit a little yeah. bit you know yeah yes and no I mean I'm only coming in from my angle with it I suppose other adoptees that are going through it would be different my angle is still there's only so much they can do um, I think there's still going to be that that old Irish where it's like black and white. You're either wrong or you're right. You, you know, you're either on the right of, there's no grey area. Like the birth mother is still going to want to be protected. They still don't want that fear of they're all going to arrive at my doorstep. I think that's probably going to be the biggest thing for this to be as, as out there. But I think there is definitely, definitely way more easier routes to get your birth cert. Like I've just found out. I suppose just to, just to point out to people, Aoife, that we're talking about new legislation that's coming in yeah. that will improve the rights of adopted people to yeah. access their birth cert and, and information about their early life. Yeah, hopefully, I'm hoping that it's, it's, it will make it easier that they won't have to go through all the letter writing that I had to go through or that if they just want their birth cert, it would be a case of, yeah, this is where it is or I still don't know the ins and outs of it as 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 of uh, I suppose I'm not actively looking for my birth cert because I was able to get it, but I assume they will have to go through who they want to if someone wants to contact them. There is a way of let's say take various say um, pass or birth family members that they're willing to meet or whatever, and that sends out. But I think if they active if they want to just find their birth cert, I'm hoping that it should be straightforward. I would like to see. I would would like to get my birth cert, but I'm not interested in maybe seeking my birth mother or, you know, going any further mm. than that. Um, that side of it is very where I kind of question: Is it a case of they apply for their birth cert and then they get asked, "Well, you know, we have to double check that the birth mother is okay with that, and then we let you know," or mm. is it, is it the is it the the new way, which is yeah, you're entitled to see your birth cert and we'll trust that you're not going looking, you know. That, I suppose, has to be worked out yet in terms of uh, going through. And for yourself, I mean, having set out 
on the process or the journey, if you want to call it, and ultimately you haven't met your birth mother. I suppose I should ask about your birth father as well. Very little, if anything, is known. <laughs> is there a sense of unfinished, something unfinished for you? Or are you happy that you, you, you've you made the effort, you've gone as far as you can and that's the end of it? Or will there always be something unfinished if, say, for example, as long as your birth mother's alive, if you don't meet? I think when you are in a situation where you know you have birth siblings and where you know that you, small locality. And that will always be, I suppose, a reason for me to keep my file active. Um, You would kind of hope that like, there wouldn't be this kind of, you would hope there'd be kind of a willingness, but I suppose it's, I would like to try and think that in some way down the line, they would be told, but I know that's that depends on the birth mother there. Um, there is possibly possibly a, a chance there for the older the step sibling as he was older than me, but that's down through a variety of letter writing again. I'd say, or if he's in the system, or if he's in the contact register, which is um, something I'll have to try and tentatively find out with my social worker, I suppose, really. Um, which goes, which which is highlighting again that that's still even in two thousand and twenty two. Which you know, I'm still having to find that out by having to con do my kind of correspondence that way. Still, you know, it's still even though yeah. there's new laws, it's still very much kind of, you know, it depends on its privacy, you know, and um, if he's on it, and you know, it's very like that. But I suppose the big thing is getting the birth cert, and I think it's the biggest thing with a lot of adoptees. Their identity is the big thing, really, you know. And from that point of view, are you relatively at peace with the whole process now once you've got the birth cert? Yeah, the birth cert itself, when I got it, um, actually, it was funny because when I went first looking, um, went up and I had my data and I went in and I was like, oh, my God, like you're hit with all these folders and with one age, with, with the various years. And I remember looking the first time I went because I had to go a second time because I wasn't there. And I was like, What? I got everything right. How come I can't see? Now, I was putting it down to maybe I was there for too long and I was... But actually, when I went the second time then to look, I went through each... It's like, you know, you go through... They go through surnames and then you have, like, the dates and the the place where you are because Dublin is divided into south and north when it comes to the, the hospital. So I had to be very accurate with that. But it was the gender F and M. So I was looking towards that and I was really scrutinising and then when I found my name it was actually uh, Patrick instead of Patricia so like when I got that I I, I kind of went up to the lady and I said oh by the way will you try this out just to see that maybe they had put they'd made a mistake and sure enough that's how I got it when I I was kind of at the first time I was going gee I don't even exist this this can't be right like but so yeah when I got it then and that to getting it then was yeah that was kind of cool you know, I felt all my, my detective work had paid off, you know. Could I ask you, in the context of the new legislation and how it will help adopted people, is there anything in particular that you think it would be very important to ensure is included from that point of view? Um, that the adoptee is is given just as much a, I suppose, is given a kind of a, a given just as much as right and given as just much kind of, you know, they're there, they're trying their best, they're they're 
when they say they just want this information, they're given a kind of a platform just as much as the birth parent. I'm, I mean, I'm saying birth parent because it could be father as well as birth mother. But I think in the context, identity and knowing and trying to know your identity should be held a priority over anything really. Because I think the birth mother and the birth father go into it knowing who they are, that ultimately whatever outcome they came together, the birth, the adoptee had no say in that. So for all intents and purposes, growing up, it's not, it was always seen as, oh, kind of like you just had to put up with it, you know, because you were seen as, I hate to say it because I, I don't believe it personally, but a mistake, inverted commas, is not a mistake, but like you're something we kind of, we didn't, we didn't want to do. And I just think that has to, that stigma has to change. I would like that to change. I I think it should be, there should be something, it should like, it should be talked about more open where that's gone, you know, because I'm not coming at it from a negative point of view or a negative angle or a negative thing. I'm very, very open to talk about adoption. You know, I I think it should be something less tabooish, you know, and I think if that, if anything was to come out of the new approach, I think it should be something like that, you know, where, because there's got to be other people my age who, A, didn't know how to talk about it, didn't know they could talk about it, and didn't know how to start it, a conversation. Yeah. Because, again, in Ireland, it's a case of black or white, or yes or no, or is this the place, or is this not the place, you know? Absolutely. So I think, and that's not nothing to do with the birth parents. It's just, but then identity is a big thing, you know? I think that should be seen as something to try and help more than the fear of someone running to someone's house, which I think is very minor and very kind yeah. of not intelligent. Yeah, yeah I, 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 yeah, I see what you mean. And, and, and it's kind of an impression people would have and there's no reason to believe that that's necessarily the the, the main thing at all, as you say, yeah. the identity rather than the person. Yeah. Finally, Aoife, just your birth father, was he contacted or was he given any indication that you were looking for information? Um, I think what I've come to learn about that was that very much, that angle is very interesting, um, is that comes through the birth mother. And when I was talking to various social workers, it's true the social worker having it, it's true the birth mother, whether they are willing for, they generally know and they can, or else if the father is very willing, it will be there as well. Um, I found very little. I think he wasn't interested so therefore, I didn't make a big push on it. Can I just clarify that with you? For example, if you want contact with the birth father, that effectively has to come through the birth mother. It was only through asking the, the social worker who asked it and she asked. And right. it's whether the birth mother, if whoever's in the situation, it's true whether or not they're willing to talk about it. Hmm. That's how I became. And it was a private, I suppose I have to kind of hold that down to her and 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 whatever happened there um, through that relationship or non. It depends on how good a relationship I would see because uh, I don't want to put a, I don't want it to be something where that's with every search. It could just be that on my particular birth cert, there is no birth father written down. Yeah. So like, I'm only going by that, that maybe, which is in itself, it's pretty sad really, you know. It is. You it, know, it, 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 whether they do it, or they don't want to get to know, they're not written there. And I, is. you know, I kind of, yeah, you do feel you're part of that old mother and baby home environment, 
growing up, you know, whether yeah. you had a very, very positive outlook, you do feel like you're part of all that kind of, that really, yeah, that big whole, that big chunk of society that you don't want to talk about, you know, you kind of, it brings you back like. It does. It, it, it is an element of it that uh, I think is another area where some sort of change will have to come oh, about. But yeah. Definitely. Aoife, it's a fascinating story. Um, hopefully, as I say, that you, you've had some satisfaction yeah. out of the quest and the whole thing. And uh, let's see how the new legislation will go. And um, we'll touch in with you and just see how people feel about whether that is actually going to improve things. Aoife O'Connell, thank you very much for talking to us today. Thank you very much too. Thank you. I'd also like to thank, as always, our engineer, JJ Vernon. Thank you, folks, for listening. That's it for this week. And sure, we'll talk to you again next week.